Okay, and here we go. Welcome to the Kevin and Shayna Photography Podcast. We are getting into episode number six of the SF Photography Podcast. That's the name right now. And appreciate you guys being here. I'm the host, Kevin Fern. My wife and I run a successful photography business, and we're here to pour into you some of the tips and tricks that we learned along the way. It's our, our business insight from being in business for the past seven years. We do wedding photography, family photography, and my wife is the one who actually does all the pictures dealing with people. I do videography for the weddings, and I also do all the content creation. I run the business side of things. So together, both of our minds are able to put together this podcast. I'm, it's my voice for these first 10. We're in a 10-part series of starting a photography business. But the last episode, we talked a lot about different equipment and getting started, some of the basics of what you need to get started equipment-wise. And go back and listen to that one. But there's a couple more things I want to talk about today. Um, some things that I, I missed that I wanted to add in of other pieces that you're going to need for your sessions. And then we're also going to get into some of the systems and workflows that you need to have to run a, uh, run a successful business, especially when you're interacting with your clients and you're interacting with your customers, the people who you've taken their pictures. How do you get it to them? What systems should you use? How do you have a good customer experience after the photos are done to ensure that you stay in business? That's basically what we're going to be talking about today. So those three points, if I was to sum that up, here's the three things that we're going to be talking about today. One, we're going to continue a little bit on some of the things I missed from last week on some of the other accessories and equipment that you should have in your photography sessions. And then we're going to get into some of the systems you should use. I'm going to talk about using a CRM why that's important. And then three, how do we deliver our galleries to our clients? That's kind of the few things we're getting into today. And all of that is going to be have this underlying message about making sure that we're delivering a good experience for our clients, even after the pictures are done being taken. That's very important. You want to stay in business as a photographer. You want people to come back to you. You want to be able to build a clientele and then be able to tell other people of the experience because you could be great at taking pictures and have a great session and then you know they're going to turn amazing. But if you don't get those pictures to the client, then what was the point of taking the pictures? Or if you don't deliver, you deliver it six months later, they're not going to be happy, right? So making sure that when you're in photography and you're running a business, that you run it like a business, okay? Don't treat it like a hobby if you're actually in there and you're wanting to make money and profit from a, providing a good service for people. So if you if you run it in a way that is is like a business, which is the mindset you need to have when running running this photography, and the mindset you should have as we're going to dive into these things is because somebody could go out and get all the accessories and get the camera and take pictures and do great at that part, but if you don't run the business how a business should be run, then you're not going to get very far as a photographer. So you also have to have a business mindset. This is your business. You represent yourself and working with customers. This is your brand. This is where it starts from. They're hiring you and they may hire you again and they may tell people and those people may hire you. So you need to set yourself up as a professional right away. Now, that doesn't mean get all caught up in the weeds of I need to have everything perfect. Don't do that. That's not what I'm saying. I am saying make sure that you have the basics in place. So let's let's talk a little bit about that in the first point here. The first point, okay, continue from last week, just a little bit more on the equipment and accessories. So I talked last week about what we should have, what we should bring, the camera you should get starting out and the, the, the computer you should have and the programs you should use to edit them. And there's a couple of things I missed that are very important. So I'm going to touch on that real quick. So here's some accessories that you should think about when you're getting started in photography. 
you're going to need good SD cards. If your camera, if you're getting a beginner camera, it's most likely going to have SD cards. The more expensive ones, the, all the bells and whistles, they're going to have what's called a CF Express slot. So it's going to be a little bit bigger than an SD card. And that's usually what those run. Or it's going to have dual slots or dual SD slots. There's a little bit more options that that's going to have. But when you're getting started, get a good SD card. One of the ones that we use are these Lexar Professional. I don't know if you can see that they're 128 gigabyte cards. We just use these, a bunch of these. I think the write speed on this one is 250 megabytes a second. So you need something that's fast so for your pictures, and you need something that's reliable. So we buy, and this is all we use. We have a ton of these ones, and then we have the CF Express that we keep in there, as it's always a dual card, and those are more expensive. You need a different reader for those as well. Now, it's kind of interesting that an SD card is what we trust everything. <laughs> we spend, you know, thousands, tens of thousands of dollars on equipment that we trust this little tiny SD card, which doesn't make any sense. I mean, it works. That's what everything's designed for. So that's what we're using right now, but it's kind of funny. But anyway, and then you're also going to need to think about a flash because if you're doing outdoor photography, and you're doing natural light, you know, that's fine. You can get away with that. That's, that's what Shana did for years getting started that way. But as soon as you're going to move into any type of stepping up a little bit more, you're going to want to make sure that your lighting is always correct. Your lighting always needs to be perfect. You as the photographer need to know your lighting. Now, Shayna, when we, anytime we talk about flashes, it is not something that she enjoys. It's not something she likes to use. She's like, Kevin, how does this work? Can you put my settings on and I'll go take the pictures? And, and that's just how she is. There's photographers who do extremely well, who don't know anything about the equipment. That's not their world, but in the times where they need to use it, that's what matters. And that's where they, that's what they deliver on. Okay. They need to use their flash in this, this certain environment. You're in a wedding, you're in an inside, it's in a gym, you know, there's nights, it's reception or whatever. As long as you know how to use it in those moments, that's all that matters. You don't need to be an expert in it. You don't need to have, know all the ins and outs, whatever setting means. Same with your camera. You don't need to know those things. And uh, that may be controversial for a lot of people and like, Oh, a professional should know their camera. No, a professional knows how to work with people and knows how to deliver good pictures and knows how to run a business and they can continue doing that. That's what's going to keep somebody in business. And I'm not saying you shouldn't know your camera, but I'm saying if there was one or the other, I would take the one who knows how to take the pictures and deal with people versus the person who's only smart technically. Both go hand in hand. So I'm not saying one is better than, I am saying one is better than the other, but if you can have both, even better. So I'm not going to get into different types of flashes. You can have a flash on camera. That's what Shannon uses mostly. Um, you can have flash off camera. We can rent those for weddings. So you don't have to buy everything up front. You can rent a lot of the equipment if you know you're going to use it at certain times. Or if you're doing an indoor shoot for Christmas minis or you're in a studio, you're going to need lights. So, But consider lights. But in the beginning, and I'll emphasize this throughout this 10-part series, is you don't need to spend a lot of money up front. Okay, Use the equipment. Learn the equipment rent the equipment until you actually need it in your business to make profit with and you know it's going to be something you're going to be using a lot make sure you have extra batteries <laughs> extra batteries extra sd cards spend the money on a couple good sd cards fast write speeds okay you need to do that get some extra batteries for your camera even if it's two extra batteries, just have two or three on hand because you never know. You could accidentally leave it on on the way there or something like that, something dumb like that, but then you don't have an extra battery. Make sure you have extra batteries. You want to be able to, during your session, the time when you're actually working with a client that they've hired you to do, that you have everything you need and in case something goes wrong. Now, eventually, you're going to want to get a second camera, if you're, especially if you're doing weddings, 
which is the whole reason we stuck with Nikon for the camera that I use. I probably would have preferred to get a Sony for the video that I do, but because if something happened to me or something happened to her camera, I could immediately switch over. She could take mine and we could figure it out as we go kind of thing. But there always comes a point in your business where you're going to have to invest in something. Start with a cheap camera, start with a cheap, start with a good lens, but don't spend a lot of money on it. Have the basics for the extras that you need. Maybe invest in a cheap flash. I think you can get some Godox ones or manual setting for like $80. And you can start with something like that, but you don't have to get that right away. You know, just get the basics, what I talked about in the last episode to get started, get rolling. So, okay, that's a little bit on the equipment side that I missed last time. I just want to make sure have those extra little things and go from there. Next point, let's talk about a couple of the key tools and systems that you need to have as a photographer in your business. The first thing I'm going to talk about is a CRM. Customer relationship management is what that stands for. There's different types of programs, different software. You need a place where you can manage your clients who inquire. What stage are they at? Did they pay you yet? Did their gallery get delivered yet? How much, <laughs> how much have you made this year? You know, all those little things that you can run in, in a CRM. Now you could do all this separate on an Excel sheet. And I think that's what we did when we were starting out. And I was trying to track each person and the dates and stuff like that. And eventually we just upgraded. So the one that we use is called HoneyBook. Very popular for photographers. I don't know if there's better ones out there. This is one we've used and it's worked. And that's the one we're going to continue to use at least for over this next year. And with HoneyBook, all that is, is a customer inquires. I can immediately put in their name, their email. I know who they are. I start a project with them so they know, okay, is this a family? Is this a wedding? Is this a couple? Is this maternity? And what day is it? And that syncs to our calendar so we know exactly when all of our, our photo shoots are. We can look at the calendar. And it keeps things simpler so you don't have to think about them. Somebody inquires, put them in the, put them in the system. Put in their date. Okay, you know they're there. Did they pay you yet? So you can use this, use a CRM to be able to send invoices to people so they can pay, send out your contracts and make sure that payments are coming in. It's also a good way that you can track your expenses for what's coming into the business. And it just makes things very simple. And one of the key things with this, and this is a, this is not a secret, but I don't know if a lot of photographers do this, I'm not sure, but you want a place where you can keep people's emails because if you have existing clients and you had a promotion you're running, you can easily reach out back to them and you have their contact information. Where if you never take that, and you'd lose it or you don't put it somewhere where you remember them all, then you're not going to be able to go back to those clients and do that. Or it's also neat to see and track your business and look at all the ins and outs and say, okay, how many couple sessions did we have? How many family sessions did we have? And it's just, that's my world. And to see the areas that, okay, what areas do we make the most profit in? What areas, what times a year do people inquire so we know when to focus on them? It's just a really good way to track who is in your client base and when you're doing your pictures and it just keeps things so simple. So you need a CRM and it could be, it could be Excel sheet. It could be something, it could be anything. Use anything though. Just start with something. Okay. The next point we're going to talk about that's very important as well is how do we deliver our galleries to clients? There's a few different ways that you can do this. At the beginning, we were using what's called WeTransfer. I don't even know if that's still something that you could use, but it at least allowed us to deliver galleries through email to people. There was a free version of it. I think it was like two gigabytes. So, I mean, if you're doing, if everything's in a JPEG file and you're delivering these images to, to your clients, you should be able to fit at least a gallery in there. Probably not a wedding, <laughs> probably not a wedding, but you could deliver family sessions. And that's what we're talking about now. We're in the beginner stages. We're not talking about weddings right now, not in this episode. 
So you could use something like WeTransfer it. You just need something where they can put it all, to, it's all together. So here's your gallery, so that way you can put it in a file or say here it is, and they can download it and they have it right there. Now I think WeTransfer expires after a week, so they have to, to, to download it, or otherwise you have to resend it. So there's little things like that, but, but if you were to save all that time and you're like, Kevin, I'm, I'm ready to go. Just tell me the best one. Tell me the one that makes the most sense for me. I would say go with Pixie Set. And I say that only because that's the only one I've used, <laughs> but it's worked so well for the past four or five years that that's the one that we've stuck to and we'll continue to use that one as well. So we use Pixie Set. How that works is you edit the pictures. Pixie Set is cloud storage. You pay for it on a monthly basis, monthly subscription, and you're going to be able to upload your gallery, name the gallery, and then you can share it with them. They have a download link. And I was looking into this because I think there's, I've read different things, but at least the one we have, there's no expiry date on it. As long as you have a subscription with Pixie Set, the galleries don't expire. You could set them to expire. You could delete them later if you wanted to. So it's good to just let your clients know, hey, I'm, we're only going to keep these for so many days or so many months, and then they're going to be gone. So make sure you download them. Just be, be upfront about things like that. Um, but at least that way you can send them to deliver them. You get a notification that they've downloaded them. There's options in there where if you send them a gallery, they can pick their favorites and then maybe download those ones. And there's all kinds of different features in there. You can build a website with Pixie Set. You can do, I haven't looked into this yet, but you can do prints now with Pixie Set and they can order albums. So, but for the basics of it, just being able to deliver galleries to clients is extremely important. Now, so when Shana was starting out in this <laughs> and the reason we've had to clean all this up and find these programs is because as you advance in business and as you advance as a photographer, you're trying to find ways to make your life easier with tools and systems. That's the whole reason that we're doing this. So at the beginning, it was just Shana starting out, you know, trying to do everything herself. She'd go take pictures. How do we deliver them? How does she edit them? You know, using all all the worst ways, <laughs> but that's how you grow and that's how you learn. So that's the whole reason for us sharing this with you is if you are listening and at least you can apply some of these things and skip some of these steps and not go through the hard stuff, um, you're still gonna have to learn it, but at least it's gonna save you some time by having a CRM and having a, a gallery program that you can deliver and having software that you can deliver galleries to people very simply and very easily. You need that. You need a consistent and simple workflow so you're not trying to look for everything and everything's a mess and a clutter on your desk and you're not sure where things are and where things are at and people's galleries don't get delivered. So the purpose for all of this, another reason, is to make sure that the client on their end has a good experience. So they know when they pay for pictures, they're going to get pictures that are edited, delivered to them. And if it's very simple and easy for them, great. They don't have to download 12 different images across 10 different emails and, and try to figure out where their pictures are and that kind of thing. It's, hey, here's a link, download it. Here's your password or the pin to download. They download it. They're happy. They, they upload them to Facebook or whatever. They give you a review and it just makes things, everything so much simpler. Now, another important point that you should look into and the reason why we use HoneyBook is, is for an easy way for clients to make payments. If you're in a business and it's complicated for somebody to pay you or to finish a payment process later, then they're just not going to have a good overall experience. You want to be able to have less hiccups or less steps as possible for your clients to make it very simple. So that way they can send you, maybe it's an e-transfer for a deposit, but you mark that down, they paid a deposit 
and then they give you the remainder. You can use credit card if you use HoneyBook. They can use credit card through HoneyBook. So there's a couple different ways that they get paid, but you want to make sure it's a simple process for them more than it is for you. But if you can do both, that's the whole goal. <laughs> make your life simpler, save your time, makes their life simpler. They want to come back and do more pictures with you. Okay, and a third point that's important, but very simple, is you need to respond quickly to clients. And what do I mean by that? From every stage throughout the process, they inquire, did you respond to them quickly? And I don't mean you need to drop everything you're doing, you're having supper with your family, and then you got to stop everything and message them right away. That's not what I mean. I mean in a reasonable manner. My wife, Shana, is amazing at this. And one thing that she's done very well and extremely well, and maybe this is a whole episode for another day, but she did extremely well at being, which she is, extremely good at being a mom and a wife and a homeschooling mom. So she's a teacher at home. But throughout the process of her photography journey, she never let her business get in the way of her family, and which which made this so appealing for her to begin with is because she could work in the evenings and she could work on weekends. Well, weekends was when, weekends was when she took her pictures and the evenings is when she would edit and work with the clients, messaging and inquiring and delivering galleries and all, all the background things that we're kind of talking about the systems for today. So when she was able to do that, people would message and, and she would just every once in a while make it clear that, hey, I'm not going to be responding during the day. I'm with my kids and with my family, but I'll get back to you tonight. And that was fine. That's why I'm saying in a reasonable amount of time. Does that mean that a client during the day, if, if you don't get back to them, they could reach out to another photographer? Yes, that could happen. But you don't want to make this business something that's very stressful for yourself, especially starting out. So just make sure that you have time set when you can reply to people and don't make it stressful that you're always checking your phone and making sure you know people inquire. Like you may, if you have the time to do that, go for it. You know, you can do that. That's great. But my point with that is when somebody inquires, you want to get back to them quickly because they're at the point if they're inquiring that they want to get or book a session, unless they're booking for you specifically. And that's a whole other branding episode and, and kind of what I said earlier about getting inquiries with your brand, your identity, people want your pictures. That's a place you want to get to. And it's, it's an amazing place to be. And it makes business so much simpler and easier. But when you're not at that point, you need to respond to people. Otherwise they're going to look for another photographer. So make sure you respond quickly when you're, when you go and take their pictures and give them a reason, give them a reasonable amount of time that you're going to deliver them. Is it in a week from now? Is it two weeks from now? Is it three weeks from now? But you want it to be something that where they look at and say, oh, great, I'm excited. I'm going to have pictures a week from now. And maybe at the beginning, you want to be quick so you can build a reputation and say, okay, I got clients. I get pictures to my clients, you know, within a week. That's one of your things. Hey, in seven days, you're going to get your pictures. Maybe you have the time to do that. Edit them. Great. Deliver them. And that's another way that you're responding or looking after a client quickly. And even after that point, if if they have a question, you know, they're, they're about to book that day or, you know, again, a reasonable, reasonable amount of time, but hey, what should I wear? Get back to them. And what should, what should I bring? How should I, what should I consider for this session coming up? Where is it? <laughs> Make sure you get back to people on these things. And eventually as you get better, you'll realize the different things that you can be upfront about and you can explain to them and they don't kind of get rid of those questions. They don't have to come in all the time because you know how to answer them before they come in. That's, that's one of the things. And maybe that's another episode. What are some common questions? So all these ideas I have as I go through these podcasts of, of next ones that we could do. 
So I want to just bring this all back. So I talked a little bit about the beginning of some accessories that you should have and some extra equipment. So it wasn't really related to the whole episode, but some important things. But make sure that you have a CRM. Make sure you have something that you can deliver your galleries to your clients. So making sure that you have a way that you can receive payments from clients so that they can pay you. And then the third thing we talked about was making sure that you respond to clients fast and quickly in a reasonable amount of time. That's what's going to get you in a good groove for business. You got the stuff you need. You got the, the equipment that you need. You're able to deliver pictures. You're able to take payments. You're able to go out now and you can start building your reputation as a photographer by responding quickly to people and delivering galleries and time and those different things. So and thanks for joining us on the SF Photography Podcast. We will see you in the next one.